You're listening to to the Show We Go Baseball podcast. going on everybody welcome into episode 48 of to the show we go with ed hand and myself andrew parker we've had a little hiatus uh for the holiday season uh we are back it is the zach kelly episode i really don't need to have an introduction here because i feel like boston fans should know him uh from the bullpen the past couple years in boston and it is one of ed hand's favorite arms (laughs) in the whole entire system um so zach we're just going to jump in. Uh, we were talking a little off air about some things you were doing, but um, what are you up to this, this off season? Um, throwing, being a dad, um, working out uh, pretty normal, um, doing some stuff with tread. Um, just since I didn't, I usually shut down the off season, but I kind of shut down for two months in the summer, unfortunately. So didn't want to, didn't want to do that again, but um you know, just kind of doing it, doing that. Um, like I said, just being a dad, little guy's, uh, he's a handful at, at this point in his life. So, yeah, it's, it's so funny. The last time I talked to you in one of these like podcast things, you weren't a father yet. You had major, major league debut yet. And then I, both of those things kind of happened around the same time. So we're going to go back like a year and a half now. But what was that like for you going, getting the call, like first just getting the call up to the majors? Like what, can you, can you take us through that moment? Yeah, so like I actually thought, like I thought I kind of messed it up because like you never, you never know what's going to happen in September um, because when, obviously when you're in AAA, that September 1st deadline is like huge and it's like, that's all you can kind of think about. And so, you know, I had been, I, I thought I had a pretty, pretty good year up to that point. And so I was like, you know, maybe um, I might, like, I felt, like, I felt pretty good about hopefully getting a chance. Um, but we had, my wife had, we had, had to try to plan um, for her to be induced just so I could for sure be there because I, I wasn't going to miss that. Um, and I remember calling Abe's um, that week while we were in Syracuse and telling him, like, hey, my wife is getting induced on September 2nd and so I won't be here and everything was good. And so like I thought, you know, I might've messed it up is because September 1st, the day before is when the roster expanded, but I was going to have to leave the next day. Um, but anyway, so yeah, we're like we were in Syracuse and I think I had like, I had pitched, the first or second game of the series and just never pitched after that. And I didn't really understand why I was a little upset about it. Um, and then we just get on the bus and um, we're about f- like five, 10 minutes into this bus ride going back from Syracuse, which is not a fun bus ride. Uh, and uh, Paul Abbott pitching coach just comes to the back of the bus. He's like, Hey, Trace wants to talk to you. And it's like, all right. Now, this is kind of odd. And I just walk up there. Um, he just hands, or holds out his hand and says, congratulations, you're, you're a big leaguer. And I'm just like, what did, what did you say? He said, you're going to the big leagues, dude. You got to go to Minnesota tomorrow. I was like, oh, all right. And 
you know, it was cool. I just kind of sat there and just kind of realized what just happened. And then, like, I think everybody else knew because, like, turn around, everybody's just, like, standing up, banging on the side of the bus, <laughs> just excited. And um, so then, you know, from there, I had to make the phone calls to the wife and make the phone calls to the parents and then try to figure out um, figure out all the planning, how to get my parents there. My wife couldn't come. Um, and then after that, I had a fantasy draft scheduled for the Monday <laughs> off day. Couldn't do that. I had to be in Minnesota, so I had to reschedule that. I had to do two two fantasy drafts on the bus that that night. Oh no! <laughs> that time of year too. Like that's that's a, I'm not even thinking about that. That would have been like right. That's like the middle of uh, of uh, fantasy season. Did you it, did it you end up having decent drafts? I'm sure that that's not the priority thing. Um, I don't remember what happened last year. Uh, I'm in the championship this week in my in my other league, though. So, fingers crossed for that one. Um, so, I do. I want to talk about 2023. We got to see you in Worcester when you made a, a brief appearance uh, for the Woo Sox again this year. But it was your first time going back through. Like you went from Salem to Greenville to Portland. You had every single stop yeah. this year recovering from that. So what was your experience like, I guess, getting to do all of the stops again in the minor leagues? It, it was really cool um, just because I, I had been to, I had been to Portland and been to Worcester and was very familiar with those places. Um, but then Greenville was really cool too, just because, um, you know, I'm, a South Carolina guy. Um, and so, you know, I, I lived, I live about an hour, hour and 10 minutes away from Greenville, but I ended up staying at home uh, and just commuting there for like the three or four days that I was there. And so um, it was good just to kind of get back home. Um, Cause I was just, we were in Florida for so long and um, just, but just to get back home and kind of uh, be, be a little bit more comfortable and then, um, getting to go up there was so cool, um, and just especially with the year that they had, it was really fun just because all the guys were locked in and having a good year, and, um, you know, obviously they get a lot of fans there too, and the, the facility is so nice. Um, I ended up ha- uh, having a lot of my uh, my college teammates and coaches that got to come to that outing, and so that was the first time, you know, a lot of those guys have got to see me just in general, really. Um, not even just pitching, but just get to see those guys since I guess probably 2017. Um, so that was really cool. That was a cool experience. And then, you know, obviously the Salem trip was, you know, <laughs> was sick. Um, it, How I didn't, family? I didn't, yeah, it didn't go very well. I didn't pitch very well at all. It was, it was bad, but, um, just, you know, it, that was, that was so cool because it's like, you know, growing up, it's like. I got to see all these guys come through there. Like I saw Rafi play there. I saw Bogey play there and, you know, Rizzo before he got traded. And so it's like kind of a full circle moment. And now just kind of being on the other side of it um, was really cool. And like you said, just having my, all my family there um, and just people from the community, people that I just, I know like former teammates, former coaches, it was, it was so much fun. So, Going back a little bit to 2023, um, you made the team out of spring training. Did you think that that was going to happen when you got it or Myers or like how was how was the competition for that spot? Um, I don't know. 
I don't I don't really you know, I I felt like my plan going into the off season was, you know, I had a decent sample size of what I knew like what worked and what didn't work, what I needed to get better at. And so just the off season was solely based on that. Like I knew I had to get, you know, more swing and misses in the zone. So I tried to all my bullpens were focused on throwing my off speed in the zone more. Um, and just locating up, down, in, out, and just trying to get a better mix, I guess. Um, and then my first couple outings of spring training uh, were not great, um, just command-wise. And I kind of re- noticed that's kind of what I, I did in the spring of 2022. Um, I think it came down to just trying too hard, almost, like trying to get on the opening day roster in February when that's not really how it works. Um, but from there, I just tried to, you know, understand what I was doing and, and try to just pitch and just be myself, not try to worry about any of that. And this, you know, that's not my decision to make. It's who it's, it was Heim, AC, Croc, front office, everybody. It was their decision, not mine. So, um, and after, so I guess after those first outing or two in spring, you know, it was a pretty good spring. And I think just getting that confidence and that success going into the season was huge for me. Um, but then it, we got down to like the last three or four days of camp. And I'm just like, I, I, I don't know where I'm going. I might be going to Worcester. I might be going to Boston. Like I'm sitting there like doing the math in my head. I'm like, Hey, you never know. Um, they could sign somebody today if they wanted to. Um, but then finally, I think it was, probably two or three days before we had our normal meeting in the morning and AC, AC came in and said, Hey, come talk to me. And, um, took me in the office, had everybody there and said, congratulations, you're coming with us. So um, that was a cool moment, but we had to like be outside literally like right there, right then and there. And so I had, I didn't even have time to go to my phone and like tell my family that I made the team. <laughs> and so I literally went outside and, by the time we got back in, it had already been posted on Twitter. And so my <laughs> wife texted me. I was like, you really didn't tell me you made the team? I'm like, look, that's not what happened. I didn't have any – I didn't have time. But, no, it was, it was cool. Uh, obviously, it didn't go as planned. But Yeah, it's amazing um, how fast that information moves. But um, there's a picture that I remember seeing in the Globe. It was after – I think it was after the first game and – you had gotten you got hit a little bit. bit. Okay, I had an early appearance. And it's a picture of, like, you and Kenley. What did he tell you after that first uh, after that first outing where you got you got hit a bit? Yeah, that first outing was – that was tough because just because it was, like, all the – just the extra stuff added to opening day. Um, my whole family was there. My wife's whole family was there. It was my wife's first time ever seeing me pitch in person in the big leagues too. And so, cause she obviously wasn't there last year. Um, and so just all of that plus everything. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, welcome to it. Here's bases juice one out in like the fourth or something. Yeah. Like, all right. Um, and I, w- I was more mad about the fact that I gave up Kluber's runs and they didn't even put the ball in play by doing that. Um, I think, I like the first pitch I threw. I think I spiked a change up for a pass ball. I scored, and um, but anyway, yeah. After the game, like obviously it was just 
not I wasn't really like upset like it's gonna happen, but just like more so the fact that I like I said I gave up two runs for Kluber and they didn't put the ball in play. Um, but Kinley just came over, um, just being a veteran guy, and he's like, "Hey, you know, you're gonna have plenty of outings like this this year. You know, it just happened to be today, but we're gonna need you um, a lot, and you're gonna be in more of these situations, and you know, you're gonna you're gonna have a better result, and just don't let this one swallow you swallow you up for for too long. Just flushing and be, be ready to go again tomorrow. So." Um, and like that was that was kind of, that was nice just because um, Kinley kind of had, has his whole routine and like in spring training and so um, we I didn't really speak to him prob- that much in spring just one on one with me and him but uh, he he kind of went out of his way to come up to me after that outing so I appreciated that for sure. So while so we're on the leadership while topic. The leadership topic We've had a few guys guys that were drafted in this past draft draft class class that were down in the complex with you. And And we've had Zach Fogel, Trent O'Donnell, a couple other guys, and they talked about you being like a good brain to pick and that they love bouncing ideas off of you. And especially when you got the Salem and Greenville, we've had Noah Dean and a few other guys also bring up your name about you being a guy that he was excited to be around. What was that like for you being in the leadership shoes for like, I guess, I guess now that you're up, you've been up in the big leagues, you had the chance to be like that leadership role to these younger guys in the system. Um, Yeah. I I think it kind of honestly kind of goes back to my, I guess, I can't say draft year because I didn't get drafted my, my free agent signing year in 2017. (laughs) Um, it It was a guy with Oakland, uh, named Daniel Mangden. I don't know if he's still. Oh, playing. I know him. I know him. Yeah, with the nice mustache. mustache. Yeah, <laughs> so he was actually in in Oakland, or I guess in Arizona, rehabbing with Oakland. Um, and it's kind of the same same thing. Like he's a big league guy, and all of a sudden, you know, we're there, and we're kind of out of our element. But like, this is this this guy is where we want to be. So let's talk to this guy. Let's figure out what he's learned over his however many years of pro ball that we don't know. And so it was kind of the same thing. Um, and just kind of not really going out of my way to, to do stuff, but just kind of allowing myself to be a resource um, for these guys. And I, when they have all, their whole setup for like all their first week, is just kind of meetings and stuff, just kind of understand the organization a little bit better, like the routines and just get acclimated to pro ball. Um, because the big league locker room in Florida was only me, Mondesi, and Mills. And so all their stuff was kind of set up in there. And, like, <laughs> one day I just walked – I didn't even know that they, those guys were there yet. One day I just walk in, and, and there's, like, 20 guys just in the locker room, just all of us in a mid-meeting just kind of staring at me. I'm like, oh, hey, hey, guys. <laughs> um, but, no, it was – you know, it was it was cool. Just, you know, those guys are those guys are great. They're good pitchers, good players, too. And um, just good, good dudes all around. Um, and it was cool to kind of see them kind of do their thing. And then by the time I got to Salem, there was a few of them there. And so um, a lot of the guys in Salem were the guys I was grinding with in Florida. So that made it, that made it even uh, more fun. So going so back a little bit, a little uh, bit uh, the injury, the injury itself. itself. 
I remember exactly where I was when that happened because I wasn't watching the game. I was at a friend's birthday party and I was just seeing everything on Twitter kind of play. And it seemed like it was pretty serious. But then a few days passed and we weren't hearing anything about it. And then it turned out that it wasn't like a torn ACL. It was like the um, like the brace that was in your elbow got separated. The owner nerved it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. nerved it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. How? I mean, that whole process for you, you were emotional on the mound. What were those days like leading up to finding out what the injury actually was? Um, I just I was just anxious about everything, just because. It was just so weird how it happened because uh, I think I threw like two or three days before in Detroit and felt great. I had no issues, felt fantastic. Um, and then all of a sudden, like I'm warming up in Tampa that, that night and like I, it just doesn't feel right. Like, it doesn't hurt, but it's like doesn't feel right. And so immediately I'm just like, all right, maybe, it, you know, I'm just tight. This being in this dome of an environment for three days <laughs> maybe the body's a little, my body's not as warmed up as it as it usually is um but then i i went out and i'm throwing in the game and just like the ball's not going where i think it's supposed to go every time i lay my hand like my arm back to throw i can't feel my fingers i can't feel my hand like i i, I immediately know something is wrong and i thought it, it felt identical to what it felt like when I tore my UCL in 2020. And, you know, finally I realized like, I can't do this anymore. Um, but I also didn't, I had two outs and I didn't want to make somebody get up and have to come in the game cold, which I unfortunately ended up happening <laughs> anyway. Sorry, Brazier, but um, I, I ended up getting a two strike count with, with two outs to, I think Diaz and, I, uh, I, I think it was Reese. Uh, he called a changeup. I'm like, all right, I'm letting this changeup rip, and it, I'm either coming out of the game one way or the other. He's going to get get the, the third out on it, or something else is going to happen, and I'm coming out. And unfortunately, I hit him right in the chest somehow. <laughs> um, but and you know, just immediately, it's like, all right, my elbow's torn. I know what I know what this means. I know it. I know like everything that's about to that's about to come my way, and. It was just the most frustrating part wasn't the fact that it was I was hurt. Like that's you know, I've been there before plenty of times. But just the fact that you know, like you said earlier, I made the team my first full full year in the big leagues and thought thought I was throwing pretty well to start out the season. Um so just understanding that all that was over in an instant. That was that was just the most frustrating part. Um, but, but then, like you said, then the following days after we had, we, I didn't figure out anything the next day in Tampa. Then finally we get to, to Boston, I get the MRI and everything is just automatically slower because it's the marathon weekend. And so it's hard to, yeah, <laughs> hard to get anything done. Um, and it's like the MRI came back clean. Um, so I was kind of surprised with that. I'm like, all right, well. That's great that the MRI came back clean, but I still can't feel my hand. So like something else is wrong. And they were like, well, we, we have access to another type of type of test with a machine. 
but we can't get that until Tuesday because they're closed on Sunday and everywhere is closed on Monday for the marathon. Like, all right. So I, they, we ended up just going down to Alabama to uh, Dr. Dugas at Andrew's place because he did my surgery the first time and did the same kind the same test that we were going to do in Boston, um, but did it down there. And then that's when we realized it was the nerve the whole time. And so, Whatever, like they sewed the nerve up in 2020, I somehow broke through it. Don't know how. The he said it happens once. He sees it like once every four or five years, and so I guess I'm just the lucky guy. Don't wow. don't play the lottery anytime soon. I think absolutely you not. Your miracle like, well, shot on. Hey, on like, hey, 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 I'm here. I'm here. I'm your guy. You're welcome. Hopefully, you get another one in five years. <laughs> That's like that. That was like the most frustrating thing too. It's like. You know, it wasn't anything I could do about it. Like, it wasn't because I sat there and just, like, didn't prepare or, like, didn't do my arm care or something. It was just, like, a freak thing. Yeah. A freak accident. So, I have one one last thing to ask about the injury thing, and we'll move on because I don't want to keep talking about it because I know you're probably ready to get past it. Um, but we had Noah Dean on, who was a draft pick for the Sox in 2022. He was in Salem this past year. He had the exact same surgery as you when he was in college. Uh, the nerve relocation surgery. And he was talking about the hardest thing for him was he knew it wasn't Tommy John, but his arm was still cut open and he had to go trust that he could throw after the surgery. What was your, I guess your, you've been through an injury though before he hadn't, so I guess it's a little different, but what was, I guess, coming back from this one, was it hard to trust it again? No, I, I don't think so. But I think, like you said, partly because I've had an injury before. I think the hardest part for me was trying not to push it. Just because it's like, I got surgery, it's my nerve. My like, It's not like Tommy John where you got to wait. You got to be careful because it's a, a new ligament. Or like, every, like, stuff's getting rearranged in there. Like, they literally just sewed my nerve back into place. And so it's like, I felt fine. Like, I, they, there was multiple times, like, they had to kind of tell me to chill out and like <laughs> I couldn't do like upper body stuff for for a while like I felt like it was like a month I couldn't do anything and then once I finally could it's like I would I would do some like an exercise one day and then the next day the day after I'm like du like almost doubling the weight and like eventually they're like hey you like you kind of got to chill out like I know you want to get back I know you feel good but like, like you said, like, like Dean said, it's like, you still had surgery. You still got cut open regardless of what it is. And so I think we kind of, I think I made, I think I irritated a few people with my whole rehab. I'm just trying to push everything a little too quick, but you know, it worked out. <laughs> I, did, I did because you came back. Um, it was, I think the last two weeks of the season you were with, uh, with the team. How did, how did that feel to get back on the mound? Dude, it was, it was so nice, and like my main thing when I was talking to the to the doctor in Alabama in April, I said, "What are the chances that I can get back this year?" He's like, "If everything goes well, like you can get back in September." So I think I remember telling you at one point, yep. I said, "Hey, yep. September first, I'll be back." And my first rehab outing in Greenville was September first, uh, and so it was, it was like a four month recovery. And I had surgery on May 2nd, first rehab outing on September 1st. So I beat it by a day. <laughs> uh, but no, it, it was awesome. Just like, it almost felt like opening day again for me. And like, it just because 
Like I wasn't, I wasn't even around the guys. I wasn't even around the team during the season. Like, I think I came back up for like two days in June or July. And that was it. Um, and then I had my last few, my last two rehab outings in Worcester. And then we were talking about if I'm going to go to Texas or not. But then I think Kinley got COVID or something. Or got he had he got sick or something. I don't know. Um, so we were trying to figure out the roster. But so I didn't go to Texas, went to Lehigh again. And then I just remember, like, finally, I'm sitting in my locker, like, because I kind of know, right? I kind of know, like, all right, my rehab, my rehab schedule is kind of coming to a close. Like, you can't. You can't keep me on a rehab assignment but for so long just because of the rules. And like every time Bushy like walk would walk by and just kind of give him the eyes, like, oh, do you have anything to tell me? And like, so finally he comes up to me, he's like, hey, welcome back. And so I was just so excited. And I, I, I wanted to pitch every single night. Um, and I just like, I just remember that first time I got, I got back in the game, um, which conveniently against Tampa again. Um, and like this, once the, the bullpen doors opened, I just kind of sat there. Like I always take a pause and take a deep breath uh, before I, I start my jog. But like this time was different. It was just like, I sat there and just kind of like looked around at everything. And just like, wow, like this is like what I've been missing out on the last four months. Like it just feels so good to be back. And, um, you know, fortunately, like you said, just, I, I didn't care what the results were. I could have went out in there and given up a five spot and I wouldn't care just because I made a point to come back. I went through it and now I'm back. So yeah. it was good. I mean, was there I mean, any moments for you where you, where you thought I might never get to do this again? Um, yeah, for sure. Just because it's like, it's, it's hard to pitch in the big leagues. And it's like, you know, I mean, you look at my whole plan for this year was like, all right. I remember having this conversation with AC in the front office in spring training or last off season. It's like, what do you want for next year? Like, what, what do you want to get out of next year? I said, well, I feel like when I debuted and like pitched in 22, everything was about like the whole story thing, right? Like, you know, non-drafted free agent, Tommy John released twice, which is great. I'm very proud of that. Um, but at the same time, it's like, I, I want to be a dude. Like I, I want to be like, I don't want to be like, wow, like, this guy's a great story. I want to be, I want everything to be like, wow, this guy can actually pitch. Like he's, he's a good, he's a good pitcher. And so it's like, I had that in 22 for 23. I want to kind of take that next step. And I think you saw that a lot with some of the guys that I had kind of came through the system with um, since I got here, like look at Wink, look at, at Bayo and look at Tristan. It's like those guys had their year last year. And now this year they kind of took that step forward. And so it's like, that's what I I wanted to, to do. And now that I realized I couldn't do that, that was tough just because it's like, you know, whether you're playing or not, the game's going to move on at some point. And so you just, you know how hard it was to get there. And then you almost kind of feel like you're back in the same spot. But, um, you know, it was nice just to, it was definitely nice to get back. Um, and just to kind of have those two outings to, to hang my hat on for the season and go into the off season with. I'm going to steal one from Ed here. Um, We have seen quite a few additions to the bullpen uh, with Chris Well and Justin Slayton, Isaiah Campbell. There's a few other guys, Greg Weiser. Um, What have you thought of all the uh, additions of arms for the bullpen? Uh, Yeah, it's – we're adding some guys. I don't know. 
um, I, I know I know Greg and I know Coop. Um, so me and Coop were together with the the Angels um, for a, a brief time. Um, so I think he I think he might have gotten there after me, but I think we. I think we may have been on on the same team at some point, but if not, definitely like in spring training. Um, and I remember like in spring training when we went and played Tampa, caught up with him, and so um, been around him quite a bit. And then obviously Wiser, just him being in Scranton. Um, him and I think him and Orr were good buddies when he was with the Yankees, and obviously me and Orr are tight. And so um, got to got to talk to Greg a couple of different times throughout the years, and so. Um, great dude, good slider, good mustache. <laughs> um, but no, I think it, you know, it, like it kind of, it just creates competition, and that's what that's what we want. You know, if you just gotta push yourself to be one of the best, one of the best thirteen guys in in spring, and then see what see where it goes from there. I was gonna say was with gonna uh, say between Campbell's mustache, Weissert's mustache, are you gonna are you gonna no. join that club? No, I can't. I, I, this is as long as it gets. It's as long as it gets. So there's no I was, shot. I was shot. In, no, it is. I was in high school. Uh, some I hit a ground ball to shortstop and throw. Like got he overthrew the thir- the first baseman, and like somehow I ducked first baseman turn. I got a, a spike right there oh. in the middle. It's like a, it's a cut. I got like 18 stitches on it. Oh, it was wow. wild. Wow. And so it just <laughs> it doesn't grow anymore. Wow. wow! I didn't know that could right, happen. That I do. I don't know. I don't like. I think. I don't think I could. I don't even know how like to picture it happening. Like even in slow motion, I I can't figure it out. But it, it did. I don't know how. Okay, so okay, we so asked Schreiber, yes, Schreiber when, he was on, when he was on if he would grow the mustache, would grow with mustache with Weiser, Weiser and um, uh, Campbell coming, coming in, and he said he's going to be the leader of the beards. So, so I'm I hoping that you accept that you to be accept his right hand man right-hand in that bullpen. Man. I can try. I might let it. I might let it rip a little bit. I don't know. Okay. I, I, I might just like. I might try to let the chin rip a little bit, kind of keep the sides tamed a little bit, and then just see what happens. I can't. If, if I went full mustache, I don't think my son would would like that anymore. <laughs> He'd be a little freaked out. Well, Schreiber every time you come going to go goatee. Oh, I can see Schreiber with a good goatee. See that. Might be a dad thing, right? Yeah, like now that like he's now a dad, you're a dad now. Dad like, now, like, yeah, I think I think it might be. I feel like, but I also feel like a mustache is a very, very dad thing. True. true. Also, also um, <laughs> very anti-dad, like pedophile, pedophile thing, thing as well. Thing so as well. it could go yeah, either way. It can go either way. You never know. Yeah. Um, I will never grow a mustache again. Ed knows why. I uh, grew one this past year. Trevor Story is rehabbing, of course, whenever I'm debuting it, and it looked terrible. Um, yeah, not good day to uh, debut a bad mustache with a lot of cameras around. I thought it looked good. Trevor didn't like it? I don't – I think he may have looked – double. he did double take, I think, when he saw me for the first time, but whatever. I thought it was a good look for you, Parker. We'll see. I don't we'll know. I'm, I don't want to do it again when, do it like, again. a big rehabber's coming through Worcester again. Worcester Can't do that. Can't do that. I do have one more question about your 2022, 2022 Zach. Zach. All right. When you – I remember you were living, like, um, you were, like, like, I think in Marlboro or something like that, commuting to uh, Worcester. What were the living conditions like that month of the season you were in the majors? And how is – like, was it a big jolt to you? Was it a big, like, uh, change from what you were doing before? Like at home or on the road? 
Um, on the road. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, it was nice. Um, <laughs> it was nice and nicer hotels. You know, get get your own room. Travels a little bit better. Um, yeah, it was it was solid. It was a lot different than what we were, what we were doing. I mean, even in Worcester, like they take care of us pretty well. Like we're not we're we're not staying in some of the the hotels I stayed in. You know, back in 2018, 2019, um, in in the Midwest League. Um, but no, it was, it was solid. Can't be mad at it for sure. There's some of them I just, some of them I walk into and I was like, I don't belong here. I'm, <laughs> this isn't for me. <laughs> I'm not, cause I'm not, I'm not hard. I'm not, I'm not very hard to please either. And so some of these places I walk into, I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm very out of place. <laughs> this is too, this is too much, man. This is too yeah. much. <laughs> All right, Zach, I got some random random questions for you here. Um, you're a pretty outgoing guy too. And um, yeah. I feel like we uh I feel like Red Sox fans get a good sense of like who you are through Twitter and, and Instagram and stuff. So I think that's it's a little different from some other guys. So I have I have high hopes for some of these answers here. I like to, I like to think so. So all right, I'm, yeah. I'm ready. I don't know if that's like the Chris Cotillo bump or what, like if he's like kind of saying your praises a little bit, but um, we'll give him a little credit. Um, all right. Not First too much. Question. Yeah, I agree <laughs> with you hundred percent. That's uh, that's the end of the the credit train for him. So your new dad, new dad. I want to know what your guilty pleasure was pre fatherhood and post fatherhood. Oh man. Ooh. So I, I played a lot more video games before I had my son. And also I was like very big into my daily spring training naps. And those just went out the window completely. I I mean I was like serious, like to the point where it's like I would come home and like my wife knows, like, all right, you're gonna go nap take time. an hour, hour and a half nap, and then we can go do stuff. But now this past spring I didn't get any of them. It was unfortunate. And, and now it's like we're, we're playing some, some video games with my boys. It's because the, like, they're still in Virginia. Uh, I'm in South Carolina, so don't get to, don't get to see them too often. Um, so just getting on with the boys, catching up. Can't do that very much either. It's usually like once he goes to bed, and once he goes to bed, I'm just tired anyway. I have zero <laughs> zero interest in in getting on half the time. But um, sometimes you got to sacrifice. Okay, that's a common theme with you and Shriver both. Uh, Call of Duty's out the window once the kid is here. Dude, so. it's completely out the window. But that's like the thing too. It's like just because you don't have enough time to get on there anyway. So when you do, you only get to play a little bit, and then everybody else is just too good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, enough, man. You know? I've noticed that. It's like I was I was playing with some of my buddies not too long ago, and I'm like, I thought I used to be good at this like back in the day. These kids yeah, are incredible no these days. Uh, it's it's crazy. All right, so uh, you're hungry and it's lunchtime, and you want to go to. Uh oh, I see your face right now. <laughs> well, before I go, what is funny here? Just let me have it. I got it. Okay. Do you know what question's coming? I do. How the hell do you know that? I know. Okay, whatever. All the options are open. You're getting fast food fried chicken. What are you getting? 
Okay, I'm not gonna say In and Out like Rio did because like, <laughs> yeah, what, that was, hey, that was that weird. Food chicken place for like up oh, In and Out for sure. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't count. You know? I'm gonna. I, I'm hoping you don't have this one. I'm going Bojangles. I love Bojangles, but just because it's different, like Chick Fil A sandwich. Everybody's start trying to do the Chick Fil A sandwich now. Everybody's trying to do the sauce with the pickles, but the Bojangles. Just a nice Cajun fillet biscuit. You get a biscuit with a little little cake on the chicken, a little, little Cajun spice. Can't beat it. Okay. Egg, and really hey, good fries too. Good fries. I and I had a breakthrough by the way. I did go back to St. Louis for the holidays here. Yeah. I got canes on my way back. And and how was it? I think I, think I might replace might Zaxby's, Zaxby's with Pains now. What? I don't know. Was, Dude, I, I don't know. I don't just because like they got they go for the same concept, right? They go for the, pretty much the chicken the with the sauce. They go for the same thing, but Zaxby's just has more options at the end of the day. They don't have they like the toast is better at toast is better at Canes. Yes, yes, I agree with that. But the fries are also better at Zaxby's. I'll also agree I'll with also that. And I think the Zach sauce has, has an up on the cane sauce. They're almost the exact same thing, though. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's know. trying to do the same stuff now, you know? We hosted right. a holiday party, right. and we had a gigantic, had a gigantic dish, dish of um, uh, Chick-fil-A chicken, chicken nuggets. So I'm, I'm still on my Chick-fil-A. I'm still pretty happy after eating all that. I'm starting to have enough of the Chick-fil-A hate. I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it's just one of those places. It's you know what you're gonna get. It's very consistent. Very consistent. Yeah, it's very consistent. Uh, you always know what you're gonna get, no matter what state you're in. Their their drive-through system is eleven out of ten. Yeah, it is. I'll yeah, give them that. that. I've never done drive-through Chick Fil A. Do they do something different? What? What? Ed, there can be thirty cars in there, and you're in and out in seven minutes. Elite. Ed, there can be like sixty cars in that line, and you're still out in under ten. So they're like in and out chicken. That's what Rio really meant. No, Rio's a, he's a biased he's a biased West Coast guy. <laughs> not happening. Not, yep. not allowing that. I agree with that. I think Chick Fil A has their has its pluses, but I'm gonna take Bojangles. I love Bojangles. The blueberry biscuits got me through so many mornings. Oh. Um, Good answer. Good answer. Yeah. See, no, I like else, it. Hey, see who else? Who else has has blueberry biscuits? Nowhere. Original. Yeah, I will give you that. It's got me through some mornings. Third question that I had it's at the tip of my tongue. I guess got two into the Bojangles Chick-fil-A. You got to write them down. I know, but I had it in my mind. Do you have any randoms for me while I get this? Me? Yes. Oh, not Zach. Zach might have some Zach randoms that he's just going to bust out. I don't know. Uh, it actually would be a good segment going forward. I'm just looking at my, my questions. You've, you've answered most of what I was going to ask. Um, do you have any what, – what, what are your uh, plans for New Year's? Do you guys do a lot for that? Uh, no, not really. We usually um, – we kind of got – we kind of split the Christmases. Uh, my wife's family's in South Carolina and mine up here in Virginia. Um, a little different, a little different now, uh, with 
you know, that, that Santa came to our house with our, with our son. So we got to, got to hang out down there. So Santa doesn't, doesn't miss the house, but uh, we came up here, I think Tuesday uh, and we'll head, we'll head back. We'll head back on Sunday on new year's Eve. Traffic's a little bit easier on the, on new year's Eve and new year's day. So you just spend about a week up here. What did your parents say to you after you got the call of the majors? Oh, they're freaking out. They were, they were, uh, well, they were just trying to figure out, like, figure out everything because, like, mind you, like, this was on Sunday night, right? Well, they, like, everybody had plans to be in South Carolina on. We lost him for a second there. Yeah, I think the volumes. I got I would, it was back. I'm sorry, my wife called me. Uh, All good. So, like, mind you, like, this is Sunday. Everybody else had plans, like, to go to South Carolina on Thursday, right? Wife's getting induced on Friday. And so, all of a sudden, it's just like, all right, how can I be in Minnesota tomorrow? We got to tell, like, we got we to just change all of our plans. And so, um, they're just excited, like, obviously, uh, just – they didn't say too much to me there just because it's kind of weird because like I was like I was like on the bus with all the guys and so you know I don't know it was just uh kind of had more of our conversation privately once once they they got there in person and um but you know it was it was special it was just kind of weird like facetiming my wife from target field after the game but like we have a picture from my like from my debut and it's me on FaceTime with her, like holding the phone up, taking a picture. <laughs> That's so cool. All right, I, it came to my mind. It came to my head, mind, Ed. Here we go. Nice. You went to a college I'd never heard of before. Um, and I yeah. feel like maybe a lot of people haven't. So I, I, I did a little oh, yeah. digging into Newberry College. And it, po- it popped up. It's only got 1,500 students there. So... I think, I think that might, my, it might, be, it might be up from when I was there. I think it was like okay. 12 or 13 when I was there. I think my fiance went to a high school that had more kids than your college <laughs> did. That's kind of wild to me. Um, so can you do – like what is – give us like a – not a day in the life, but like what was it like going to school like that that's a little smaller? You might know everybody there to an extent. Yeah. I mean like you pretty much do and – like when you have that many, or I guess that little amount of students, it's like all the sports teams, like it's, I think it's a majority athletes. And so like, um, you kind of get to know everybody just through that. Um, but like, even like the first school I went to was kind of the same way. It was just a, a small school in West Virginia and went to a small school in South Carolina, but, um, it's not a very big campus. So it doesn't take you very long to get to class. Um, but I mean, it was, it was nice. It's just a middle of a little Southern town and kind of the middle of nowhere town has restaurants, has a Walmart, has other grocery stores, and got, got everything you need really. Um, but I don't know. I just like, I've never really been someone that like wanted to go to this huge, you know, big name school. I don't know. It just didn't really, didn't really seem to kind of fit my, my personality, my style a little bit, you know? Yeah, I like I like I like it small. I like I like knowing I like knowing people, and so 
I don't, I would I'd much rather prefer to go into like a small school where I kind of knew, knew who I was around every day instead of just going to a big school and seeing someone once and then never seeing them again for four years. It happens. It happens. It's a real it's thing. Nice class size of about 20, 25 people instead of 2,500. Yeah. I'll take that every day. Yeah, I went to a big school for undergrad, and now that I'm uh, getting my master's from a very small school, totally get it. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like, uh, you know, big college football fan. Uh, We went to uh, Virginia Tech, Syracuse was on a Thursday night, and we were just parked away from the stadium. We are just, like, walking through campus, like, a mile and a half. And I'm just like, I I, I can't picture, like, having to do this every day. I can't picture that at all. Like at Newberry, it, it, it takes you 10 minutes from one end of the campus to the other. Wow. wow. It's a little different. A little different. Well, yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, I was going to say it was uh, it was a little overwhelming. I think going to Mizzou was it was like 45,000 kids. It was, it was overwhelming at times. Yeah, I can't, I couldn't, can't imagine that. So, so I have, I have one, one to finish us off, off, Ed, if you got anything empty in the bench here. Yeah, I got yeah, one I got that I, I need some I need confirmation some on this because, because the story of how you learned your changeup, I've heard like seven different versions of it. And I just want you to once and for all explain to people how this happened because I've been hearing too many stories about it. Where does your changeup come from? How did you develop it? Um, so what, so uh, when I was in high school, I thought I was, I thought I was way better of a hitter than I was. Um, <laughs> and so I used to go get hitting lessons from a guy named Ed Goodson. He played with the, the Giants for uh, a while. I think maybe the Dodgers and the Braves, but, um, anyway, you know, we get to talking and he's talking about his son, who's like a pitching coach at a, a school down in North Carolina. Um, and like, he's a change up guru. So I'm just like, okay, we go down there and like, we're sitting there like throwing this change up and like, it just feels terrible. I can't throw it at all. But like the goal of it was trying to get the ball to spin sideways. And like, I kind of jumped, jumped in head first into it because it's like, you know, we're in high school. Everybody's just trying to throw the nastiest breaking ball ever. Like Every day, it's like, oh, look at my slide, look at my curveball. Like, it's never looking my changeup right. So I just kind of want to be different. And so this is before, like, any of these, like, all the technology and just access to facilities and technology. Like I said, technology is just absurd today compared to then. Um, Because, I mean, this is probably, like, 2010. And so, like, kind of, I guess, basically, like, we had part of our, our basement like this. And I nailed... Uh, like two or three like thick quilts to it to the ceiling and it dropped down and like enough to make the ball just kind of stop and not you know go through a wall um, and I just took a bucket of baseball so that with black I got, I got my grip and I figured out the spin that I wanted and put a black electrical tape around the ball and so I could just tell how the ball was spinning and if it was spinning sideways and like I didn't care about what the movement was I just wanted to try to make the ball spin sideways and see what would happen. And then, you know, all of a sudden it kind of took off. How long did it take? take? I mean, it's still developing. Um, I like still like kind of mess with certain just tweaks and tinkers, but like the goal is still the same. The goal is still just to, to get complete side spin on it. 
Um, but cause I mean, grips come and go and this, the feelings come and go. And, um, but I mean, I think it, like, it's always kind of been like one of those things. It's like, it's like every, everywhere like, I, I went growing up, like, and even like into college and like my first couple years of pro ball, it's like, all right, you got to get change up. But like, you kind of need to throw something that breaks the other way. I'm just like, yeah, I mean, not really. <laughs> like, I mean, if I, like my changeup goes to the right enough, like if I can just get something to, to turn left, like I'll be, I'll be fine. I'll piece it together. <laughs> like, I think, I, I think I've, I might finally have a slider this year working on a, working on a sweeper. That's what I was going to ask because you've got the fastball change uh, yeah, pretty, pretty pretty well it seems well, like, but like, that third that pitch is there. Uh, I was I was wondering. Uh, yep. Yeah, we're gonna go. We're gonna be going to a four pitch. So we're in Baltimore. And I was just so me and Nick Robertson, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, well, big. Yeah, uh, like, uh, what was the nickname? Like big, big South or something like that. Me and Nick Robertson, like, grew up. 20 minutes from each other. I had no idea who he was. <laughs> like we play, like if like his freshman year was my senior year of high school. I think he was on JV. Like if he would have been on varsity, I would have played him. I had no idea who he was. Like I do a pretty good job of like knowing kind of, there's very limited guys in pro ball in Virginia from Virginia. So I do a pretty good job of like knowing who people are. Had no idea. But anyways, he's a good, he's, you know, big, good slider guy. So we're just messing around in Baltimore last series of the year. I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. And so then I just I asked Bushy if I could throw it off the mound the last day of the season. <laughs> he let me. And I would if I would have gotten in that game, I was throwing it the first pitch. Had no idea where it was going to go, but I was throwing it. But now, like, it's actually kind of turned into. I mean, what I feel like is a pretty decent pitch. I still obviously have yet to throw it to a hitter, but like. I think it's it's usable, and so like the kind of slutter, slider cutter slutter thing that I I've had the last year or two, I think I'm gonna try to turn that into like more of like a true cutter. Um, it's kind of like a contact pitch, and then try to go change up and sweeper. I'm gonna be looking out for that in spring training for sure. I do. Um, I know. I'm just like. I'm hoping like there's just one outing in spring training. I can just ask AC if I can just throw like 15 of them in a row, just just to just see to what see. happens. But at the same time, I like it. Like, oh, do I really want to do that, or like do I actually like want to try to get guys out? You know? <laughs> maybe like, maybe, like yeah. a live BP or something. I can just have somebody stand in the box and just say, hey, "Tell me if this is good or not." I don't hate it. I, hate I saved the it. best saved question the best for last year. Last year. All right. We are three we weeks, are away three weeks away from Spring, from Vegas. Spring Vegas. I'm sure it's on your, uh, on, your uh, on your calendar circle. Winter weekend. Yeah, the old MGM in downtown, downtown Springfield. Springfield. But, but two questions. questions. One, I don't. I don't. Were you at Winter Weekend last year? Last year, I was. Okay. I didn't really know you then, so I don't know. Maybe that's why. But Josh Winkowski. Shotgun, a white claw, white claw, with us with at us the bar. At the bar, very unexpectedly. Very unexpectedly. Um, and then he also, uh, and him also, and Caleb Orr, ran tables ran there for a while. For a while, is that something is that, that you're going to get in on this year? In on this year, I'm not opposed. I definitely won't be a white claw. That just sounds <laughs> terrible. It was interesting. <laughs> 
I was surprised. Let's go like even like a Coors Light or something. Like a Bush <laughs> Latte, back. maybe. Maybe we can we can work one of those in there. Him and Caleb Boer ran tables though for quite a while that night. It was it was a spectacle to watch. Yeah, we might can we might can dabble in some of that. Okay. Okay. But hey, if if the table's not hot, I'm leaving. Yeah. No, I agree. Um. So my question was that was a question, but my other one would be. What was your uh, experience like last year being in Springfield for, I'm sure that was the first time you had, you had been out to Springfield alone, but what was yeah, your experience like last year? To, to, to Springfield mass. Um, no, it was cool. Like, cause we didn't do anything like that with the, well, I don't know if they did with, I was like with the angels. Cause obviously I wasn't, I wasn't with the team, but like, no, it was, it was cool. It was fun to kind of, I guess, to see people that I, I, knew of but didn't like know like uh get to catch up with some guys that i talked to in the past like you know like rob and uh coop and just you know some red sox twitter you know trying to dabble into there um but no it was fun the basketball hall of fame was kind of cool i didn't had no idea it was in springfield mass um and then the mgm was cool and they did like a lot of good stuff i mean i remember it was like 9 30 in the morning one day and we're just sitting there kind of hanging out, and all of a sudden, Wade Boggs just brings me another light. I'm like, all right, I'm not saying no to this. I can't say no to that. So, nope. nope. Cheers. I do. Uh, I do. I like what they're doing this year. They're bringing some of the top prospects as well, and a lot of the legends on top of you guys. So, I feel like it'll be, it'll be cool. It'll be cool. Yeah. Yeah. It will be. Um, so I got to know some of those guys kind of, um, you know, this year's being down in Florida and kind of coming through. Uh, like I got, I got to throw the, and talk to Kyle uh, quite a few times and um, hung out with Roman a couple different times. And like when he came up for his award, we got to talk to him again there. Um, but yeah, it would be cool to kind of get those guys. Um, I mean, everybody already knows who they are, right? But just to kind of allow them to, I guess, just kind of conversate with people and kind of start developing those relationships personally with the fan base. I think it's a really cool idea. I actually have well, one that... more question I need to ask you. Have you seen uh, Cassis's uh, dreads yet or cornrows or whatever he was doing? Yeah, yeah, I have. <laughs> you, you, know, you don't know what's next with him. Who knows? It, I'll, I'll be interested to see if he shows up with those. I mean, you could show up with with a mullet, you know? He could show up with, like, a Wolverine beard. You never know. Like, you just never know with it, with that guy, which is great. I'm, That's the I'm fully of... expecting him to be completely bald at winter weekend. <laughs> I would, it wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. All right. Well, um, Ed, any anything else? Any other uh, cornrow related questions or anything? No cornrow related questions. Are you, okay. are, are you guys are you guys going to be in Springfield? Oh yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, my wife. My wife bought us tickets. I I've never been before, so I'm not sure what to expect. But uh, look, you know what? I'm, I'm looking forward to to seeing you guys. Like not in a baseball stadium. Yeah, I do have a bone to pick with whoever sends out the invites. Uh, my guy Joe Jakes got robbed of one, so I'm a little. Um, yeah, I know. So, um, but I will be there, and I'm gonna. I'm telling Joe to just show up. So just, <laughs> just hang out with us, yeah, right? 
So um, don't hang with the boys. Yeah. All right, Zach, uh, you've given us a ton of time. I know you got to call the wife back as well. Um, don't want to leave her hanging. So uh, we, we appreciate you hopping on, and uh, we will see you in a few weeks. So uh, well, good old Spring Vegas. Vegas. So, But thank you for hopping on. Spring Always Vegas. a pleasure. Can't wait. All right, fellas, appreciate it.